0: Welcome to This Week in Location Based Marketing with your hosts, Asif Khan and Aubriana Lopez. All right, we are back with your favorite podcast of the week. This is This Week in Location Based Marketing, episode number 421, and we're recording live on Wednesday, July the 3rd. Uh, for you Canadians who are listening, uh, it's already passed now, but uh, happy Canada day. We had a great day here on uh, Monday, um, celebrating our country and for you Americans who are listening, uh, we're one day until independence day there. So, uh, have a great July 4th. And, um, I I understand there's like some massive parade and tanks and all kinds of stuff rolling through your, your nation's capital. It's going to be wild. Uh, Brianna how's you how are you how's your life
1: life is good yeah so it's kind of like a Friday here since um you know tomorrow is Independence Day fourth for us so uh it's kind of just been a little bit quiet this week you know people are at the beach or you know doing stuff family vacations and um and it's just been a little bit slow it's hard to get a lot accomplished in the summer sometimes but um yeah I mean we're still moving Moving and grooving over here, but uh, yeah, good. It's hot. It's super hot here. It was like 97 yesterday. They're expecting 98 today. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. We're not quite that hot. Like, we're in the 80s, um, which is nice. Yes. Um, I'll take it. High 80s is good. <laughs> uh, I like that. So, and, and oh, and, and Karsten is on a plane on his way to his uh, six-month uh, stay in Canada right now, so he should be here in a few hours. All right. I'll see him the, later this evening. So,
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. All right. We've well, so got a good show. Uh, three industry news stories. Three member news stories. Uh, and um, yeah, we'll just jump right into it.
1: Okay, well, let's go. So I'm kicking it off with. Um, we're going to go from Canada to the United States of America, across the border into Mexico. Um, no walls necessary. So uh, this is a story about Walmart and um, sort of how they're using WhatsApp, and this is pretty cool. So Walmart has, well, first of all, if you didn't realize, Walmart has a ton of stores in Mexico. They have 2,459 total stores in Mexico. That is crazy. 92 of those are what they call Superama stores. So the, those stores um, are teaming up with WhatsApp now, and they're using the WhatsApp to deliver groceries, which is pretty cool. Um, so within you can get your groceries delivered within 90 minutes for 49 pesos or if you want that in dollars It's about two dollars and 55 cents with the current exchange rate or if you do a later time It's 39 pesos, which is about two dollars um, so the consumer will pay with cash or card when they get their groceries and That's I mean It's pretty interesting that this stuff is already, you know into Mexico in Mexico City where the traffic is horrendous i would say like this is just you know going to have massive adoption and the fact that they're using whatsapp and everybody in latin america uses whatsapp is um awesome as well what was kind of interesting about the story though is that walmart was trying to acquire or buy uh, this company called corner shop and corner shop is a third-party delivery app that operates in mexico and chile but it was blocked because there is a competition regulator i guess that's the title of this person in government in Mexico. Um, and they're saying that, you know, Walmart really couldn't guarantee or, you know, provide unbiased service to other businesses who are also using the corner shop app. So, um, you know, kind of monopolize things. Um, eh, understandable. However, what I like about this is um uh, when I was reading this uh you know this update and everything, there was a uh routers um a reporter that had tried it while they were in Mexico and said that, like, they actually just had handwritten a shopping list, took a picture of it, and sent it via WhatsApp. And immediately, we're getting a response like, of a real person typing back and, like, with emojis and everything, like, yeah, we got it, you know um and that it works super easy and seamless so i think that this is a great way to do it because one you're not changing consumer behavior consumers are already on the whatsapp platform two you're interacting with a human being and three i mean you're in a perfect setup because especially when you think about like mexico city there's so much traffic there so like having to go out and find the walmart and all that stuff it's kind of like the perfect storm of events for walmart so i think this is great
0: yeah i'm excited about it. so by the way like how do you say yeah we got it in spanish caria
1: i mean nobody says yeah we got it like, like <laughs> i don't know you could be like si se puede or like <laughs> okay
0: uh, there's probably an emoji for that but anyways no um yeah so uh, uh, first of all i love this story um and i'm sort of like i mean good for the competition bureau watching out for you know things like the corner shop piece but you know, it's probably in the end better that they've teamed up with WhatsApp. Like, you know, the penetration WhatsApp has in, in Latin and South America is massive. Um, and uh, probably overall they'll end up with bigger reach uh, you know, than going with a uh, you know, a standalone app
1: there. Uh, well, I think Corner Shop is not necessarily taking the place of, of WhatsApp. It was just for the delivery portion yeah, of it. Yeah. So the ordering process, they can still use WhatsApp and then Corner Shop can provide the delivery. They just can't own it, yeah. Um, yeah. which is fine, you know, like, who cares? Yeah,
0: it makes sense. But I love it. And and I think, you know, like, as you guys know, we we uh, we just opened a LBMA chapter in Mexico City a yeah. few weeks ago. I was down there. Uh, you know, we were talking about the Burger King, uh, you know, uh, project that was going on in the traffic jams. Uh and And now, this, and, and so like it, it, it's great to me to see this kind of innovation, this kind of lo- use of location data and uh, happening in uh, not just in North America or in Europe, uh, we, which we talk about all the mm-hmm. time, but to see this in in so many other parts of the world exploding now um, and uh, so i 'm excited about this i don 't have a lot to add to it because I think it's so straightforward, it's so simple, it makes sense. Uh, and, and we know like texting in general, uh, you know, if Ron Carricker were here right now, he'd be like smiling like, you know, like two thumbs up so we got it. <laughs> like this as well <laughs> because he's Mr. Mr. Uh, text, right? And, uh, you know, um, we, we know the, you know, how, you know, big a, a use case that is uh, for everybody. Um, you, you know, we all use it every day. Um, and, you know, you know, whether it's on WhatsApp or, you know, iMessage or whatever it is that we're doing um i think it's it's a great way to to drive engagement and connectivity so good on uh, on walmart good on superrama uh and yeah love it okay i mean
1: the best part about this though is that if you speak spanish you don't say walmart you say (laughs) gualmar
0: there you go i don't speak spanish so i need to work on that all right um our second story uh moving over to the uk now in london uh we have a app Platform called NEZ, N E Z or Z, depending if you're Canadian or American or British. Um, They've raised uh, two million pounds for their app, uh, which is a lunch discovery app. And when I I have to say, when I first started reading this story, and I'm like, another one of these, like it's like a group bond, you know, like you know, do we need another, uh, you know, app to kind of recommend lunch places? And then as I kind of dug into it more and I kind of looked uh, at how they were doing this, I was like, I, I think I like this. So let me tell you about it. So, uh, and first of all, um, good endorsement in the funding. So, you know, one of the, the primary investors in this is a guy named Martin Roberts, Robinson. He's the chairman of Burger King in the UK uh, who's, who's putting money into this. So, you know, if if Burger King's chairman, uh, and this is a lunch discovery app is, uh, is putting money into this, then, you know, to me, that's a good endorsement. So it brings in total, they've raised now $3 million. Um, they've been around since 2016. And basically, it's a real-time deal app on local restaurants, bars, and cafes that are no more than a 15-minute walk. So it's using location data. Your current location in real-time is calculating walking distance um, and recommending places and offers and specials uh for lunch what i like about it is is that it's very targeted to the business lunch crowd Uh, this isn't like for you know travelers and everybody you know uh, and 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 so on it's really oriented and focused on uh the office lunch uh type of crowd and you know those of us who've worked in offices you know you find your place and then you tend to go to the same place right like most of the time um, you know, We don't tend to vary out and try all kinds of new places. And so that's really the purpose of this, is trying to get people exploring and discovering new places and, and taking advantage of this. They, they say it's like a digital version of the old sidewalk chalkboard uh, type of thing. Um, and then there's a companion app. So that's the consumer facing app. And then there's a companion app that's focused on the actual food service providers, the restaurants and so on as well, to help them track purchases, get customer feedback. Um, and there's even a, a loyalty program they call it Nes Perks, which lets em- employers give uh, employees or workers uh, at different companies uh, virtual credits, which they can then translate into discounts at these bars and restaurants. So again, that's what, for me. If it was just like another hey, you know, find stuff around you, I'd be like, blah, blah, blah. but I really like that they have focused it on on this office crowd. I really like that they've got a, both a consumer facing and an employee, uh, sort of a, a business facing version of this, that the, the loyalty piece of this in terms of earning perks, you know, for company employees to go and redeem at different places. So I think they've done a really good job with this. Um, and, uh, I would love to see something like this, you know, in Toronto here or New York or wherever as well. So it'd be cool.
1: Yeah. I really like the discovery part of this. I mean, I am the type of person that wants to try something new all the time. And, um, Uh, although I do try to like bring my lunch more than I eat out. (laughs) Um, but it's nice to kind of splurge every now and then and like try something new. So, um, you know, I think that in terms of like the discovery part of it, it's like, well, what offers are there around me? You know, if you have a certain budget maybe, or if also you have a certain, you know, taste, uh, for a style of food that you're looking for. Just discovering what's new around you, I think is great. Um, And I like the real-time aspect of this. So if you think of it from a small business perspective, right, you've got like these little bars and restaurants and, you know, maybe they had um, an extra delivery of some type of a food item and now they want to run a special on it because they need to move that, right? Um, So they're like, hey, lasagna day, we got like tons of lasagna. So half off lasagna today. I think that that's great um, that you just have the real time aspect of it because when you think about other options for small businesses, um, even for lunch places, if you look at like a Groupon, you know, it's going to be 30 days out. You've got to plan ahead and it's the same consistent offer. You can't be switching it up in real time. So that aspect for me makes it um, a win. And it also makes it sort of that temporal content that people come back for because it's not the same as it was yesterday so i like all of those aspects
0: yeah and um you know the article i read they were talking about they they had said like one of the deficiencies that they were seeing in this was that there's no delivery option and personally you know i think there's so many delivery services out there i actually disagree i like I, i think it's good to actually get people moving and walking and you know out discovering new places if you're gonna you know go out for lunch and so you know i i
1: and walk it off.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, walk it off, right? So I like it. So there you go. Check it out. If you're in the UK, if you're in London, uh, try Nez and let us know what you think and uh, give us some feedback on it. So um, sure. there you go.
1: All right. Let's talk about Gucci. I'm not talking about the rapper, Gucci Mane. I'm talking about the fashion brand. Um, So they have refreshed their iOS app and it lets customers virtually try on their new shoe line. It's their ACE sneakers collection. So some of their like more classic sneakers, some more fun stuff. Um, And this is via a augmented reality, um, you know, Technology so basically it's a built-in photo feature and you can capture yourselves wearing all these dispar- these different shoes So I actually tried it out. I have a picture. I'll share in just a second Um, so then you can share the picture of your shoes You can do it with a snap text email social media So you can be like hey, this is what I want, you know to your sugar daddy or whatever um, The tech is actually supplied by I think it's want not want to be but it's a Belarus based startup um and their mission is to build AR commerce experiences. So this is something that you would say like kind of competes maybe with like the L'Oreal uh, technology that we've seen with the makeup. Uh, there's a couple of other ones that are sort of doing the same thing. So um, I tried on, uh, let's see if you can see this. I tried on some, yeah. So they have like little bees on them, which are kind of like, like bumblebees you know they're cool whatever they make honey and stuff
0: i think coco wants a pair of those right
1: yeah i'm sure she does i was thinking coco would be better for like chanel and since we call lucy lucy b i would probably go with like the bumblebees she can have there you it. go
0: there you go yeah
1: yeah we're gonna have to get the knockoffs all right those <laughs> kids grow way too fast <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. It's a good experience. You know, if you want to see like what they would look like or how they might look with an outfit. um, You know, it's cool. And I like their app in general. I was just kind of going through it. And uh, there's, there's a lot of different content there. Um, So it's interesting because it's actually classified as like an entertainment app, which it's not classified as a shopping app, but um, you know, there's other components that they have in that, like finding the, the store nearest to you and, you know, simple things to make it more shoppable, but, but I like it. It's fun. It's not anything crazy. Um, I don't think that they did anything like too extensive to where it doesn't make sense to invest in this, but, um, you know, it all goes back to like, how do I, how do I imagine this looking on me? Do I like it enough now that I want to buy it? You know, does it create that desire? Does it, you know, Want that, that Does it build some type of intrinsic value um, for me and those shoes, and then does it lead me to the store to purchase? So, I don't know. Gucci, report on some sales. Let us know. Are more are more ACE sneakers being bought now, or what?
0: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, I, I like it. I think that uh, we've seen a lot of these types of uh, things in the last little while. You know, you mentioned L'Oreal, who's an LBMA, uh member, and we do a lot of work with them, uh, and they've been all over this type of commerce, augmented reality commerce, uh, with the face stuff. And, and uh, um, I remember last year I, I was at, well, last time I was at Shop Talk, actually I met the guys from um, uh, UCAM uh, who are doing really interesting things in the makeup uh, space. And, and there's so there's a lot of this kind of overlay type of use of augmented reality in, in commerce when it comes to makeup or hair or nails or, shoes or or, you know all that kind of stuff and so yeah i I think you're gonna see more of this um you know these guys are talking about doing it in jewelry and and other apparel as well so um you know i I think it's definitely a trend it's one that we've been we've been obviously following closely for the last little while um you know and um you know even last year at retail local we had a whole whole panel just on augmented reality and virtual reality Uh, so we'll probably do something like that again this year but you know I, I, for for me, it's it it's when the augmented reality overlays with commerce and there's actual purchase, you know transactions that can happen that it becomes really interesting, right? Like if I think it's just visualization without a pathway to commerce, I think that it uh, it really lacks. So so I, I like that they're you know the platform that they've got here at wannabe, uh, or yeah, I think it's wannabe, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to be or do you want to buy it? Is it, buy it be or
0: buy? I don't know. Anyways, there's no you in there. So I'm going with wannabe. Um, yeah, but B
1: by itself is buy. So you never know. with English All
0: right, whatever. Uh, I like I don't know how you pronounce that. And then uh, we'll yeah. Anyways, uh, but but um, yeah, I like it. I think it's uh, it's solid and, and good for uh, for Gucci for uh, for trying it out. So there you go. All right. Uh, so that's our three industry news stories for this week. Um, we'll shift over now and talk about what some of our lbma member companies have been up to and as always i'll kick that part off with a story uh from our friends at 7-eleven now uh for those of you who are are big 7-eleven fans you'll know they have the seven now app um and uh they're kind of extending the functionality of that um and it's, it's like sort of a theme for kind of our show this week is, is, you know, delivery and use of location data to, to facilitate delivery. And so they're launching a service now uh, that lets customers order any, anything really from, from their stores, uh, you know, frozen drinks, battery chargers, you know, whatever, and have them be delivered to public places like parks or beaches. Um, and so they're setting up um, initially 2,000, what they call hot spots. Things like New York Central Park, Venice Beach in L.A., you know, and so on and so forth. Public uh, venues and places that people are hanging out and, you know, you're at the beach. It's hot, you know, you know, and you want a Slurpee or, uh, you, you know, or, or you need power because uh, your phone's dying and you need a portable charger or whatever the case might be. And so you can actually now jump on your 7-Eleven, 7, 7-Now app and uh, select your Pin your hot, uh, which is from this list of hotspots near you, and they'll deliver uh, the stuff out to you. So eventually, uh, they plan to have two two hundred thousand hotspot locations. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think this is really cool. It's um, there, there's a on the fee side of it. Uh, they charge a flat fee of three ninety nine, and for orders under fifteen dollars, you pay uh, uh, an extra one ninety nine. So there's no minimum in terms of order size, but if it's under 15, you're going to pay, uh, you know, six bucks, and and if it's over 15, you're going to pay four bucks. Essentially, uh, they promise an average wait time of 30 minutes, um, and the sur- and and the fulfillment is coming from you know over 90 100 stores that they have nearby, they're, and and for the public hotspots, they're using Postmates, and for if it's being delivered to your home, they're using Doordash. So.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I like this story. It makes sense to me. It reminds me of a story that we covered, I don't know, months back um, with pizza delivery. And I'm trying to remember, I feel like it was dominoes spots yeah so they did the exact same thing and obviously mm-hmm. this makes sense right people are not always delivering to their home they're out they need something they're at a festival they need something you know so if you have those marked areas maybe even like i know sometimes you have like uber zones or like whatever but you have those marked areas where you know that that's where it's going to be delivered and you're not having to go out and get something i think that makes you know total sense, even, even thinking about things like, Hey, I'm at the beach with my family and I need like, you know, I, we need more bottled waters. We need diapers, like whatever it may be just that, that ease and, um, and functionality there. Like, I mean, we, we want to make things as comfortable and convenient as possible. And if there's an opportunity to do that in the market that you're in, take advantage of it <laughs> yeah, and I think as,
0: as long as like in, in this kind of setting where it's public places and and you know you the delivery person can find you easily to make the delivery I think yeah. it's fantastic like I think on the flip side of that like I think you know my daughter's in high school and she tells me all the time there's kids like constantly ordering goober eats and then it, the stuff shows up and it's brought to like the office and the teachers and the folks are like freaking out like because You know, they don't want to be paying for this stuff and they don't want to have to like track people down and all that. So, you know, while that's a public space, it's not, you know, an ideal type of setting, right? Um, So this makes much more sense to me. So,
1: yeah. I'm surprised they haven't said, like, you can't do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they have, (laughs) but it still happens. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: They're like, leave it in the locker. (laughs) Exactly. Um, all right, so our next piece of member news comes from reveal mobile throughout of North Carolina um, And they have launched a new foot traffic attribution product So we've known Brian and his team over there for years. They've been part of LBMA um, And this is called visit local um, and so the visit local its foot traffic analytics um, and it's going to provide reporting that. You know let's say that you have a a digital team and you want to provide reporting on attribution this is a great opportunity for you to do that so they're providing sort of the data alongside of the visualization um so it's a simple way to help clients visualize their locations competitive locations um, and then retail foot traffic over time so what i like about this is they're talking about how you can measure not just during a campaign but before after during you know throughout the life of the campaign and sort of see the differences on a daily basis. Um, You can geo target and deliver audiences. Um, Some of the other things that they talk about that this is going to do is provide daily attribution results, um, show competitive foot traffic, um, be, you know, provide multiple channels for campaigns and also, you know, pricing for the mid market. So that's a, a big sell. I think right now as well, because a lot of Uh, challenges in the mid-market. It's like, it's really expensive to do this stuff. So, you know, if you have maybe a a smaller agency and you're running some campaigns that you want to show the attribution on, this may be a good fit for you. So visit local, reveal mobile, um, in addition to some of the other stuff that they're doing. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think this is this is smart. We're seeing lots of, like we've talked about this before, like lots of different plays in attribution and analytics and how does that work? You know, what are the, what's the value that you're truly providing? And so um, I think reveal saw a niche in the market that was, you know, available to them and um, you know, they're taking advantage of that. So it's good.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think that uh, there's definitely a need for these type of platforms in the industry, and I'm sure we're going to see more, uh, you know, from other LBMA member companies in in short order. The um, the other thing I like about this is is when they talk about the foot traffic data that that they're tracking here, is that you can apply this not just to mobile, but TV, radio, print, you know, the kind of the full spectrum. You know, we and we've seen that too from guys like PlaceIQ and, and others uh, over the last little while. So. Um, you know but but I think this is a good move move or reveal I think it's a it's a logical progression to what they've been doing for years and doing well um, and uh, you know they've got a solid team over there and you know Brian and, and Matt and, and company and uh, yeah so I don't have a lot to add to this um, because I, I think it's so straightforward you know attribution and um, and, and measurement and and, and addressing this uh, and providing a solution that uh, is affordable uh, at the mid-market level too, I think, is really important because there's often a lack of solutions in in, in the SMB uh, space for this type of data. So, for sure, yeah, there you go. Okay, our final story uh, in uh, this week's uh, uh, show uh, is about our friends at Shopkick. Now, uh, for those of you who uh, you know, are new to uh, our show, shopcake has been around for a while, uh, you know, they originally started as a an app platform back in the day, uh, you know, out of New York, and and kind of providing a, um, a platform, a mobile app platform, where you would go to different stores, complete tasks, earn points, uh, and they would verify your, your presence there using ultrasound technology, um, and you uh, and now they've kind of, you know, over the years added to that uh, image recognition and, and scanning barcodes and all other things to, you know, it, it worked really well again like, as term in terms of a sort of gamification type of model uh, around loyalty um, and, uh, and and using um, you know sort of uh, indoor location in, in the in the form of ultrasound and other other technologies to verify presence. Um, and so they had all these, you know, sort of retail partners that, that uh, had signed on to the Shopkick platform, they, uh, you know, as you visited the different places of the consumer, you would earn what was called kick bucks back in the day. Um, and then you could actually spend those, uh, you know, in the, in the retail network that were part of, uh, of what they had built, or you could actually, in some cases, donate them to charities and things like that as well. And then uh, back in 2014, uh, Shopkick was acquired by SK Telecom, that's South Korea uh, Telecom, for 200 million. Um, And you know they've kind of, sort of just been status quo, I'll say. uh, You know for a lot of that time, Um, you know we've we've seen them at shows. They've been involved with LBMA events and things like that. You know since then. you know, and have evolved their technology primarily around the uh, the image recognition piece uh, during that time. And here we are now. We've just uh, uh, heard that they've they've been acquired yet again. Uh, this time by a Singapore-based uh, startup called Trax T R A X. And um, and this is really interesting because Trax is a big big player in uh, collecting data using in-store cameras um, tied to a mobile app. So they're looking at uh, shelf-based cameras analyzing data in terms of what people are looking at and what's moving off of shelves, or, or, or you know, kind of how that ties to inventory on shelves. And if you then kind of think about how you layer that with uh, this acquisition in in, in Shopkick um, of being able to kind of look at the path to purchase, uh, which is really what Shopkick has has done really well over the years. Um, you know where people are in their day how they intersect with stores what they're doing in the stores the verification of that um, I think this makes a lot of sense so um, uh, you know we'll see how it plays out right because obviously being inside of the behemoth of SK Telecom and now being part of a perhaps a more leaner mobile uh, faster moving uh, player in tracks um, you know I, I think this could be a good move um, you know, I would love to see how we could get involved with tracks as well. Obviously, we have a, at the LBMA we have a big Singapore chapter, uh, so uh, we need to you know kind of get the shotkick tracks grouped together uh, as part of what we're doing uh, globally. And they, they so, so they they've done a lot. Uh, obviously, in, in Asia, they're they say that they're going to have their first U.S. customers uh, later this year. Um, so that'll be interesting to see too, as they come across the pond, uh, tracks that is, uh, in terms of what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, but they, you know, these guys are, they're growing fast. They've, uh, they've you know raised a hundred million dollars. They have a valuation over a billion dollars. Um, so yeah, good for shopkick, good for
1: tracks. It sounds like. Yeah, for sure. I think this is a really, I do think this is a good acquisition. Um, and I think that it makes sense for this to, you know, I think that some of the challenges shopkick faced here in the U S market were probably more on the privacy concern side, right? Because you had to give access to your microphone to shopkick in order to use that information. Um, and for me, you know, I think for anybody it's kind of the same hesitancy that you have, like with the, um, you know, with the assistants and the the virtual assistants and, uh, you know, with Alexa and everything and saying like, Hey, you know, like I don't really want somebody listening to me all the time um, or having to like go in and turn it on and off and things of that nature. But I think what we've seen from a trend perspective is that the Asian market is very different in terms of the adoption that they will, the, the, the openness that they have with their, their, you know, their data, their personal information, whether it's from a camera perspective or a voice perspective or anything like that, they are much more open to new technology. So I think it makes a lot of sense for them to, you know, start there and see what works there and then figure out how that can work here in the U.S. market um, or other markets that are more privacy sensitive, like, you know, Europe, obviously, even on a very extreme level. So I think that they actually, does make sense. And I think there's probably a lot of good technologies. I mean, the, the thing that, you know, Trax is really focusing on is measurement and analytics from a CPG perspective, which is really hard to do. So, you know, if you can get that with, with the location data, and then maybe tie it to the other data, that's already, you know, infiltrated the U S as a whole of like the movement um, and analytics of people, then, you know, I think that you're really being able to see a very clear picture as a brand, um, you know, especially CPG. Um, or even a retailer, so I think that this is uh, it's it's a good data play. It makes sense, and so I look forward to hearing more on how they are gonna like flush it out there and bring it bring it stateside again.
0: Yeah, and and I think the other thing too, I, I think the privacy thing that you mentioned is is, is, a, is a very valid point. I think the other issue that just popped into my head is 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 uh, when I think about Shopkick in its original form and kind of you know what they attempted to do, while they had some good success. The biggest challenge, I think, is is that what I call coalition loyalty, which is this kind of, you know, bringing multiple retail brands together under a single loyalty platform, never has worked well uh, in in the U.S. market. It just doesn't work, right? You have too many big retail brands that want to do their own, like standalone programs, right? Whereas in Canada coalition loyalty is huge. Like we have these networks of retailers. We have the what we, the air miles program up here, which is massive. And, uh, and then we have this thing called Optimum, which is, you know, brings together grocery and, and pharmacy and a whole bunch of other uh, people into that network. And those two networks. And then we have even the Air Canada Aeroplan network has other partners as part of that. So those things have done very well here. Canadians love that kind of sort of loyalty where you can go to multiple different brands and collect points on a, on a single platform. Whereas in the US, it just doesn't work. We've seen Amex has tried with plenty. We've seen so many others try and fail. Um, and uh, so I like that they've kind of left that part out and kind of focused on the technology of, you know, whether it's listening or image recognition, um, you know, and attribution in a sense, right, as well, um, that we've, we, we just talked about earlier too. So. Anyways, yeah, I think this is a good acquisition. I I look forward to seeing how it plays out. So that's it. So that's our show for this week. You've been listening to episode number 421 of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Uh, We love the fact that you listen and watch each week. If you have story ideas, reach out to us. If you have feedback, criticism, whatever, we want to hear that too. Um, But uh, we thank you for listening and watching. And of course, we'll be back next week with yet another show. Have a great week, everybody. Happy 4th of July to the Americans. And yeah, uh, talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Bye.